Need a new set of optics? For more than a decade, Riton Optics has been providing optic solutions for hunters and shooters of all types and disciplines. Check out their Primal line for those products geared more towards us hunters. From binoculars and spotting scopes to your basic 3-9 to nine scopes and longer range crossover models, the Primal line from Riton was made for hunters. Learn more at RitonOptics.com. That's Riton, R-I-T-O-N, Optics.com. Where to hunt podcast? It's okay. Hi, I'm Dan Small, host of Outdoor Wisconsin, and I listen to Where to Hunt. Nah, it's okay. I'm Kurt Geyer with Working Class Bow Hunter. I listen to Where to Hunt podcast, and it's decent. It's all right. Hey, this is Bud Fisher with Catching Deers, and I think the Where to Hunt podcast is all right. Another bottle of scotch bites the dust. That's right. How you doing? I'm going to water that thing down. Ooh, yeah. <clears throat> That's strong without the cubes. Got to water that, that pig down. Doing good. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Where to Hunt podcast, the podcast that connects public land hunting enthusiasts, a.k.a. the okayest podcast in the Midwest, coming at you from the OKest Hunter podcast studio. Head on over to okayesthunter.com, use code W2HPODCAST, and save yourself. Look, it's 10%. That's what we do here. We're the 10 percenters. Everybody, every little bit helps. That's right. And they get back to 2% for conservation. They do. So that's cool. It is. So, um, we got two announcements here we'll just, uh, we'll make, because we've been working on some stuff. We have. <laughs> More so you. No, whatever. You know, we, we, because you put me, not on the deer, but in the woods. Well, I'll get you in the woods anyway. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we got a new partnership announcement. Fleet Farm uh, is officially on board. Uh, for a little bit, we're going to see how it goes. We're excited to have them. So uh, more to come with that. But for today, we've got their logo on our, our screen here. So take a look. Head on over to uh, fleetfarm.com. Stop in one of their stores. Um, I don't know. We're pretty enthused about it. <clears throat> they don't have it. You don't need it. Pretty much. It is the man's mall. The man's mall. That's what Greg likes to say. I think more people like to say that. I just heard it from you first. <laughs> um. Anyway, so more to come with that as we grow that partnership and uh, expect some discounts and maybe some free stuff and uh, some general goodness and all that. And I suspect we'll have something really neat to happen for we do our Blaze Orange podcast the, the Tuesday before the gun opener, but they have their Blaze Orange Friday. So that'll be coming up the Friday before the gun opener. Yeah. And we stop there like every year. <laughs> Right. We stock the hell up, man. You forget about something or you need some snacks for the tree stand or, or the car you know, ride or whatever, whatever it is. Hot hands, <clears throat> you name it. Yep. So that's exciting. Uh, also, there's another note. There's another new logo down there. The official drink of the Where to Hunt podcast is Drop Tine Spirits. So head on over to Drop Tine Spirits. Take a look at those guys. We'll see if we mm. can't get a code two for them. Uh, but for the moment, that's what we're gonna be drinking when we get restocked up we got a shipment coming thursday of six bottles of their 12 point bourbon if you crush all <laughs> of that before the end of the year 
Then you and I are going to have to have a I'm talk. Have a, I have a problem if that's the case. I don't think I do. But that would be a case. <laughs> it would be a case. <laughs> it's really good. It, it is good. It's strong. It's smooth. Um, it's it's priced. It, it Look, it's not cheap. Like, it isn't, but it's quality. But so good quality spirits, they're going to cost money. Mm-hmm. It's just the way it is. Mm-hmm. I mean, it ain't like a, a bottle of Jaeger, you know, that no. you keep in the freezer for 20 years and drink once a year. You're going to enjoy this stuff. You will. And they also have vodka, corn-based vodka, and they have an apple-based moonshine. So that moonshine actually is a nice little nightcap. <clears throat> it's more like a dessert drink, or maybe you, you're into it. But I, I brought it up to fish camp, you know, not thinking it was anything real crazy. Vodka, and, and they have... Most of the guys that were drinking it, they're like, man, that's really good. It's smooth. It's got a nice little apple sweetness to it. Mm. It's apple and persimmon. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's not bad. Well, they made it based off of like what deer like to eat, corn sure. and apples. Sure. So that corn, was kind of the, the theme. So they're like, well, let's make a corn-based vodka, and let's make an apple-based moonshine. And it's good. So it's kind of cool. And obviously, the logo is a big old 12-point drop-time buck. So yeah, that's pretty to look at, that's for sure. Certainly is. All right, we got some other advertisements to call out here. Um, you know, one of these days, maybe I will or won't ever uh, get to the Backwoods Grind discount code adding to this fun commercial that we have. But look, before I play it, go to backwoodsgrind.com and you can use code. Where's my paper? Oh my gosh. Holly's going to laminate one of these for me, all fancy like, so I don't have to like keep using this beat up notebook. But <laughs> backwoodsgrind.com. The code WTH podcast will save you 10%. We recommend starting with a sampler pack if you've never tried their stuff before, figure out what flavor you love, and then go back for more. You can set up a subscription. It can show up at your door. It's freshly ground right before they ship it. So it's it's really good. I actually switched the whole bean now. So I grind it myself wow. every morning. You I do have fancy. a bag here for you. Yeah. <clears throat> Did you get me a bag of whole bean too? No. No, I didn't. I don't know if you had a grinder. I don't know what, do, what you do with your coffee. Well, I can just throw it under the tire of my truck and run it over <laughs> a few times, and that's it's good enough. How it works, Greg. Come on. Freaking caveman. <laughs> All right. Whether you're at work, in a tree stand, or simply waking up, it's important to be alert. And there's no better way to get there than with Backwoods Grind Coffee. Ground fresh for every order, delivered straight to your door. Backwoods Grind Coffee. Oh, yeah. Backwoods Grind Coffee. Take a look at your feet. Are you wearing Gum Leaf USA boots? You said no. You gotta reevaluate some things. Each pair is handmade and tested to take over a million flexes. These boots will take just about anything you can throw at them. Use promo code W2H2020 for 10% off your final purchase at gumleafusa.com. All right, well, that's what we got there, and uh, you got the vector one, which. You know, good yeah. luck. Yeah, I can screw that up God at the speed. best one. Godspeed. <laughs> so if you're looking for a custom built to your spec kind of arrow, look no further than Vector Custom Shop. VectorCustomShop.com. Uh, you can start out with a test pack. You know, So that's two different arrows if you want or two of the same, however you want to do it. But you can pick a spine, pick a weight, how you want to build, and give those a test flight. And once you figure out what flies best for you and what's working good you can order a half dozen or a dozen over at vectorcustomshop.com and when you go to check out enter code where to hunt 
and it'll save you 10% off anything on Vector Custom Shop's website. And they now have shirts. They do. Yeah, they do have shirts. So They're good-looking shirts. Yes, they are. Looks uh, a lot like the uh, background we have here for them now. Mm-hmm. Nice arrow planted in the ground. <clears throat> Beautiful. We'll get a. And by the way, if you have a shot of the week you want to share, I don't know if you guys, the, the people that are watching, if you're like avid listeners or not or, or whatever, but um, like send me a message if you're not sure how to send a recording, but you can record into your phone really easily, uh, whether it's Android or, or an iPhone, um, and just send us a, a story about shooting something, shot of the week story and we'll get that into the show so if you have one for even like tonight if you're watching live great or maybe next week whenever uh let me know and if you have any trouble sending one of those through i'll be happy to help figure it out uh, or you can go to the link in our instagram bio and we got i think a shot of the week button and if you click that it takes you to our anchor thing you have to have the anchor app to do it that way so that's why i say if you have like a recording app or something use that send it to me and uh it's pretty cool it's a pretty cool segment it's brought to you by vector so that's that. Send us something. Send us. Send us your. We want to hear. Send about us your, your shot stories. All right. Before we get into the full episode, I think you guys might know what we're in for here. Let's get into W2H Rut Club Radio. <laughs> All right. W2H Rut Club Radio is brought to you by Heated Hunts. Go to heatedhunts.com. Take a look at what they have to offer. They make a scent dispenser that heats up. It's powered by batteries. You hang it on a tree branch. And whatever you decide to spray on that thing, it will heat that up. And that scent will travel further, becoming more natural. And it won't freeze on you. I have heard some... Uh, I did get a message from someone that said they, they weren't super impressed just yet. But they're hopeful. However, someone uh, that they knew was using uh, a different dispenser that actually like emits like a puff of, you know, um, kind of like those e-cigarettes or whatever the hell those things are called, jewels or I don't even know what they're called, but that mist or, or whatever, that smoke looking thing. And uh, it actually had scared some deer off. They were blowing at it like they didn't like that. So with the Heat of Hunt uh, scent dispenser, it does not do that. It just simply heats up that, that you know, urine scent or whatever it is you're putting on there. Um, you know, so it's, invisible short of the thing like hanging in a tree um you know and i do know several people personally that have used it and had success with it people that i that i know well uh, people that told me about it so you know i i do um think it's definitely worth checking out it's a good tool to have and if nothing else really like the way that i've been trying to use it more so is to cover up my scent um so anyway heathunts.com use code where the number two the word hunt and you're gonna get 10 percent off but if you want to call into rut club radio we air Rut Club Radio from September through December, and uh, we go live on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter at 5.45 p.m. Central Standard Time, and I do that so I can actually take everybody's calls. So we had a couple calls come through this week, a uh, call from uh, Georgia and uh, someone out of Ohio who also hunts uh, Pennsylvania. So we got a good kind of dose of what they're seeing in their neck of the woods. Let's get into it. Howdy, you're live on the Where to Hunt Ruck Club Radio. What do you got? I would say, like, the last week in September, had a big cold front come through in Georgia. It was perfect. The bucks were moving, and, I mean, I had one lip curling about 100 yards. 
and bumping does. I'm like, it's too early for this in Georgia. <laughs> That's nice. And you got a whole about another month. And you you had some nice ones on camera, like I yeah. noticed. Uh, in fact, I think there's one today you shared. I was like, holy crap. I know. And then there, we have about 50 plus scrapes at our lease in Hancock County. Because when my dad counted, and he counted so many scrapes. And then we have, I put a camera up over one of them. I have a good 10 and eight coming to one. Nice. So, so have you seen any daylight uh, movement yet, or is it still nocturnal? It's both daylight and nocturnal. All right. So you're going to close the deer pretty soon here. The, you're going to close the deal pretty soon here, I bet. I guess it's a hunting club, so it can go either way. <laughs> that's cool. That's super cool. And well, yeah, that's a lot pretty, of scrapes. I would say we're under pressure there. Are you seeing any rubs? Not really. I haven't looked. We've just seen a bunch of scrapes. Okay. I haven't been down there for a while, but my dad went down there two weekends ago. So. Are you guys doing any mock scrapes, or you don't need to? It sounds like they're kind of if there's fifty. Yeah, there's plenty shit. of them. Yeah. I know it's pretty. I've had like all summer. I haven't had a buck coming to my hunting area. But a few weeks ago, they just started coming into my hunting area. That's good. That's good. And yeah, how often? How often are you getting out? Are you? Do you think you're burning up that property, or are you you accessing it like appropriately and things like that? Our property is planted ponds and. It's kind of sucks that our camp is almost in the middle of the property. Okay. And we're landlocked, so it's kind of it's a kind of have to put our camp in the middle. Cool man. Respect for the other property stuff, but that property we haven't been down to it much as we would like. But the nine, that nine I was showing pictures of got shot opening weekend, and shot and made a bad shot. So he didn't didn't expire or what? No, he he's still alive. Okay. September twelfth is when it, no, that weekend he got shot. Still alive, but he's completely nocturnal now. Since yeah, I would he be got shot. If someone shot me, I'd be like, after this, I'm done. I'm not moving anymore. So since he's been shot, he's been nocturnal. Then big nine. I've hunted a field across the street from my grandparents. There's a decent deer out there, so. We'll keep an eye on it, man. Andrew thanks for spots. thanks for the the update. Sounds like Georgia's like it's kind of turning on over there a little bit. It is, and I would say about the next week or two, we should start getting the pre rut. Maybe about this weekend, and next weekend, and things should really start picking up. First cool. week in November, the second week. All right, man. Well, that's good to go. So, thanks for the report. All right. We appreciate it. Welcome. No problem. Good luck, Preston. See ya. All right, you too. See ya. Howdy, howdy. You're live on Rock Club Radio. What's going on? What's going on, Eric? It's Kurt from Ohio. How you doing? Good. Good, Kurt. What's new? Oh, not too much. We're starting to see some uh, little bit of action up here with the uh, scrapes and the rubs. I was over in PA public land and uh, actually there's more going on over there. Uh, deer herd's coming back a lot better over there. Public land looks really good, but I noticed uh, scrapes a couple of weeks ago and uh, just walking around in the evenings, walked right up on a couple bucks unsuspectingly. And oh, wow. It just, uh, it looks really good. Yeah, 
a lot of diversity up there in certain places and they they were still kind of yarded up actually one of the spikes had velvet so we're probably talking three weeks ago i'd say three weeks yeah and uh, one of them was hard horn and then i walked into another one so still feeding no pressure you know so they're acting a little different than they do now but um checked the exodus trail camera this morning and had two new bucks in a spot okay. and they were sparring so um there's definitely two dominant bucks in there one of them kind of i think left they must have sparred elsewhere and then i just seen these other two so they're getting a little bit aggressive now and we're seeing bucks start to move around so it's things are looking up definitely starting to move like i said and uh we're supposed to get a cold front this weekend yeah we got one coming through here in wisconsin on thursday but it's my anniversary so i won't be out (laughs) (laughs) and it's a thursday too but if i could i would maybe try to swing it but i'm not even going to touch it with a 10-foot pole i'm just gonna you know be a good husband and uh, i can deer hunt later so we'll figure it out but I think you're, if you're in Ohio, you're probably getting what we're getting a day or two behind. So that makes two sense. Behind, so. Yeah. That's what we're looking forward to. We were out a couple of times. We, we saw about a dozen days and a couple spikes, but uh, we really didn't, weren't ready to shoot anything. So um, I just actually got the garage set up for it. So we're probably going out tomorrow night through Sunday. We'll probably hunt Ohio Thursday, Friday, head to Pennsylvania Friday evening and hunt Saturday. They don't Sunday hunt there yet. So we'll see if we can come up with, like I said, it's just like you, it's the things around you in life that you got to get ready. So. Mm-hmm. No, it's cool um, that you're hunting multiple states, back. though, too. That's it's kind of nice that you have. How far is that, Pennsylvania to Ohio? Um, I live on the border, northeastern Ohio, um, Columbiana County, actually. So I have public land within 15 minutes of my house. And then I have a camp up in Warrenton, Pennsylvania, up towards New York border. So Got that's it. about two hours from me. That's not bad at all. I'm really that's not bad at all. Yeah, I'm real close to West Virginia. It's Wetzel, which I've hunted, but, and I'm going to go back this year. And I'm going to be going back to Missouri this year. So got a, got a good year ahead of me. Things go right. I'll do pretty well, but... Uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it, but now that the honeydew list is done, it's time to get rolling. Well, good luck, dude. Thanks for calling in to give us a report, and uh, we'll be doing this every every Tuesday night, so if you want to call in again and tell us how it's going in different states, man, I appreciate that a whole bunch. Yeah, no problem, anytime. All right, let's get into the full show here. We did take a couple calls on this show, or I think even a few. So uh, some real good discussion about arrows, setups, broadheads, um, some good stories in here, a couple good stories. So hopefully everybody enjoys. This is a pretty loose topic uh, episode today. No real centralized topic, but uh, just some good content coming out. So we're back on with a couple of guests for the next uh, few weeks, all the way leading up to um, mid-November. So Anyway, enjoy. Yeah, we'd like to hear from you. We did just have a call, but they dropped off, so maybe we didn't get to it in time. If you want to call back again, uh, look like their name showed up as Alex. I'm not sure. Alex, oh, there we go. Uh, couldn't hang long. Got it. Steaks on the pit boss, and they're all done. Well, son of a bitch. 
Steaks on the pit boss sound really good. Yeah, they sound better than listening to us two yahoos. Hashtag pit boss nation right there. Pit boss nation. Hey, I I did my research. I looked up, and by the way, this this whole episode is a BS session. We'll get into some deer stuff and some hunting stuff, I promise. You but, did your research, but you know what? Your mom didn't do any research before she had you. Well, that's true. I was a freaking mistake. <laughs> so, I mean, I wasn't planned. Let's just say it that way. Like, mistakes here's, are strong. Here's order. the good mistakes. There we go. Good mistakes. Fortunate mistakes. Happy accidents. Uh, no, the pit boss is great. I, uh, um, you know, I like the, what is that called? Like, the, the great moves. And so it exposes the flame. And, and I think there are others that do that, but not the other ones I was looking at. Like the Traeger didn't do that. And the the Rectech didn't do that. And for the price I had, the budget I had, it fit my need. So Tyler's getting a pit boss. Ooh. I'm not sure if you knew that. No, I didn't know that. Yeah. I might have talked him into it and twisted his arm, but he's doing it. Wow. Mm-hmm. It's pretty cool. Nice. Okay. So you and I have been, first of all, everybody, Greg has poison ivy officially. Officially. Is it contagious? Do I got to like fucking first not time, touch you or something? First time ever. Seriously? I, like, I was as a surprised. Kid, I, I know. As a kid, a bunch of times. As a kid, no. My dad and I would go out and trim shooting lanes and, and do things out on the fence line, you know, help the farmer clean up the fence line. I swear to God, my dad would look at poison ivy or even catch a whiff of it downwind, upwind for that matter. You wouldn't even have to smell it, and all of a sudden he'd break out in hives. Really? Me, I, I don't know. I could grab a hold of it by the leaves and roll it around in my hand and rub it on my face and never have a problem with it. And now I don't know where I caught up with it, but it got caught in one of my shirts. And from sweating, probably from when we were walking in, it, it got all over the place. It's pretty much in my armpits, on my chest, and down the back of my arm. So... At least it doesn't burn when I pee, so we're good there. <laughs> you know, it's funny because I'm looking at this, and this is what I remember. So, like, I'm looking at pictures of poison ivy here as you're talking about it. Mm-hmm. And I picked the effing flowers as a kid for did, my mom. Did you make tea? No, I didn't make tea. You just that gave them to her? <clears throat> Don't give me any ideas. So, but I, I didn't know. I was like, oh, these are pretty white flowers, but they were effing poison ivy. So I was totally screwed. Nice. After that, and and I was like, oh shoot. Well, but so now I'm like really leery of stuff in the woods. I I still don't. Was it three leaves or something? Is that the leaves of three? Leave it be. I don't know. I don't know, man. That all looks the same to me. Like these people that are like, was it called a botanist? Yep. I don't know how they do it. Identifying trees and leaves. They have it, a book. A really cool they have a book, book in their brain. Well, yeah. If you see it and identify it, <clears throat> it's just like you. You know all the buttons on this. No, I don't. do dead here. <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> and a botanist would come in here and look at that and go, I don't know what the hell that is. Nah, and probably fair. send rockets to NASA, from NASA to, to Jupiter with it or something. The orange flower on the bottom is the jewel weed. I don't know what that means. Jewel weed, Reinhardt. Jewel weed? The orange. Jewel weed is actually not, a, uh, not poison ivy at all. I don't know. There were some pictures of orange ones on the on the screen. Yeah. So the orange ones, if they were orange ones, that is probably jewelweed. If it looks like a lady slipper, you know what? Deer I got, will eat them. You know what I got f by a couple of years ago? Clean out some uh, our all our house. I clean it. We had like all this overgrowth, so I, I went in there and I was whacking it all down, and then I was like, oh man, oh this isn't good. Nettle, stinging, stinging nettle. nettle. Yep. It's another thing that deer will eat. The hell. Deer elite stinging nettles. I was They'll terrified of it. I, just, I went and bought like the most concentrated weed killer I could find. I just sprayed it 
all of it. And like a day later, it was done, you know. <laughs> that was how I dealt with it. You do what you got to do. There's a lot of, what are, what are those plants? Do you remember a few years back, the plants that were growing in the ditches that people were like, don't pick these flowers, they'll kill you? Yeah, they call it hogweed. It was three years ago, yeah. It was like a prevalent problem. One of the guys I used to work with got it, and I was like, yep. The oils in the plant will actually bad. make you blister. Yeah, and well, and that's even what poison ivy will do. I was lucky I don't have any blistering going on. It's just more of a hive and it itches. We well, said the the Julie helps clear up poison ivy. Really? That's got its own anecdote built in. Hmm. That's I've, interesting. I've heard, I've read some. You know, like you read something, you're like, oh, that's brilliant. I'll remember this forever. Never do. It's like one of those memes or something. Like how to clear. You're like DIY. How to clear up poison ivy. How to get rid of skunk. Da 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 da. Whatever. Yeah. I went to the doc today, know. and I got some sort of a steroid cream to put on it. Said if it doesn't work, then we're gonna have to get something stronger. So, but yeah, you texted me and Anthony, and you're like, "You guys are you guys feeling any any itch or something?" I was like, well, "I don't know. The bugs are pretty terrible. You heard me complain about that the yeah. whole way." But no, I had a couple bug bites, and that's it. No, these are definitely not <clears throat> bug bites. And we stayed on the same trail, so I don't know. It must have been yeah. I don't know. Like we were pretty nut to butt there. <clears throat> crawling through, uh, you know, whatever. This just got weird. <laughs> Keep it weird here. That's right. No, so we hunted Friday and Sunday this past weekend, both public land, um, Jefferson di- County and then Dodge County. Yeah, two different parcels altogether. Uh, the first one was not good. It was hotter than hell, and the wind kept switching. Um <laughs> It was hot, though. I remember because yeah, I didn't even was, put on my extra layers. I just wore, like... Yeah, and I did this. I wore a T-shirt I put a T-shirt there. over my, like, wicking layer because I did want to try to get some of that off of me. Yep. Right? Yeah, and I wore a T-shirt Friday. <clears throat> it was uh, way too hot to be uh, wearing anything heavier than a T-shirt. So we got pretty sweaty getting in there. Yeah, and the wind was mostly in our favor? Mm, no, it wasn't. No. No, if it would have been in our favor, I think we would have on Friday capitalized on something. Mm. You think we bumped him out with our scent? On I think so. I think so. And we were seemingly pretty close to where they were betting. I mean, that's like this game that we're starting to play here is yeah. like, you know, what's too close, what's not. You know, without knowing where a specific target buck is, literally betting and identifying that and working it, we're making some assumptions. They're betting here. You know, we have a good idea of where the majority of deer are betting. Yeah, and but this is to... also part of it too. And now, again, we're stacking stacking it further back because now we've stunk up the area, and we're going to have to go in either a little deeper or reapproach from a def- different side. There's a couple different things we could be doing here. We'll figure it out. And then the spot that we hunted on uh, Sunday, we saw. Yeah, the we most saw deer it. I've seen on a sit this year. Sure, uh, we watched that five pointer on that branch for like up to ten minutes or something like that. Yeah. Um, but our stink was in the air and again, the wind was wrong. We got screwed by the wind and it was right on the edge. And then when I was tossing milkweed down there, we watched that milkweed hook and go right to where all those deer were coming out and yeah, stopping. Totally did. Yeah. So it, it looked good at first for about 40 yards. And then the last 20 yards, to that deer trail. Sucked it in. It sucked it right in. There was a little bit of a thermal there. There might have been some water that helped draw that too. Yeah. It was all cattails and, and willow in there. So very possible. It's a that, very vast area. It's like very how vast. How far back do you think those deer were 
bedded. I mean, do you think they're right on that edge, or were they like all the way back there and coming from no, a ways? Well, there there is an Oak Island back in there, mm-hmm. and then there, it's dry this year. So honestly, those deer could be bedded anywhere. They've got a little bit of a, a, a high spot underneath some of those willows or in the cattails. Could be a muskrat hut. They'll they'll bed right up on it. Okay. But it's so dry this year. I mean, I gotta think that there isn't a ton of water in that in that area where they came from. So their their opportunities for additional bedding is increased because they don't need to be in such high ground right to get out of the water. Yeah, they have way more places to bed and they've got more <clears throat> access to other food. They they can walk, you know, the opposite direction, go hit the river and get a drink. Mm-hmm. And then there's still enough green, so honestly they're getting their enough water, enough hydration from their food. Sure. You know that makes sense. Yep. So they'll they'll eat different things out in the out in the marsh and they seemed pretty i mean not overly eager to get to where they were going but you know no, they three of them a... two does and then and then separately a buck late a little bit later yep tried walking the same exact path to get somewhere so um yeah <laughs> the comments alex someone must have smoked out the kitchen to get a pit boss <laughs> <laughs> it is like an outdoor stove i will say anyway i digress yeah. I really want to cook some venison. That's what's happening here. All I have out there is those shitty brats. I'm not going to say where it's from because I'm not going to bash anybody, but they didn't turn out great. So maybe it's me and the cook, and I could do a better job. Well, in brats, you don't need to smoke, especially if they're, no, they're from. Grill them, but. Yeah, you just plain old grill them. Mm-hmm. But we did have some good venison sticks. Those are really good. Uh, yeah. I was very impressed with that. And you're right. As I burped later, it wasn't like ridiculous right you know that's good it's good good garlic flavor not over salty yeah not greasy see this is why i'm like holly my wife was like you better shoot something and so when that five pointer showed up i was kind of like hashtag never pass like yeah shooter <laughs> I, was, I was pretty trigger happy at this point like <laughs> you're like let your bow eat i'm like yeah let me eat i want to freaking eat i'll shoot that meat buck all day long you know, I really do have an empty freezer downstairs that needs to get some venison put in it, and I'm eager to do that. So I'm really hoping that I'll see a doe, but I don't know if I can wait. I think if I see a shooter buck, I'm going to shoot it. We do have a caller. Um, we got Dave from Elm Grove. Hey, Dave, you're live on the Word Hunt podcast. What's up? Hey, what's going on, guys? How you doing? I've been, I'm uh, standing outside on my porch looking through the door at the baby I just put down. Nice. Mr. Bechtel, how are you? Handling glycerine. <laughs> I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Been playing phone tag with you guys, and I didn't think I would be able to get her down, but I was able to get her down. So if I suddenly say I got to go, you got to go. The little bear, the little bear has woken. <laughs> <laughs> I have a little over a one-year-old and a little over a three-year-old, so I... I know exactly what you're talking about, so it's all good. <clears throat> yeah, she's uh, she's four months, um, about a week here, so uh, growing fast. Awesome. That's cool. I mean, she's yeah, healthy. Yeah, how are you guys doing? Doing good, a little itchy, but uh, we're okay. <laughs> He's actually itching himself <laughs> right now. <laughs> it's like poison oh, ivy. Oh, gosh. Yeah, that's uh, never good. No, thankfully I've been uh, I've been pretty fortunate. I haven't gotten into any, so 
Uh, now I'll probably this next weekend uh, run into a whole bunch. Yeah, you're heading to a, an area of the country that's probably a little greener than what we've got right now. Where are you headed? Yeah, we uh, Thursday uh, we're heading to Missouri. Uh, myself, Matt Hossel, and uh, Doc Tucker from Tennessee. So cool. Uh, he flies in here around two, and then gonna try to bust tail down there and see what we can make happen. Only got till Monday, so oh wow, um, looking forward to it. Very cool. You hunting public or private? Uh, private. Nice. Yeah, Matt. Uh, Matt's got a lease down there. Memory serves correct. Uncanny ability to know everybody and know every farmer. Nice. Within so far of Wisconsin. So he has connections. So uh, very fortunate he was willing to bring me down there. So um, I'm looking forward to it. I've never been hunting in Missouri. So this is going to be interesting. Yeah, it should be fun. That's cool. And you had some success early season already here in Wisconsin. Uh, yeah. Mind telling us a little yeah, bit got, about uh, that? Kind of been on a little bit of a roll here. Um, had a lot of help along the way. So uh, pretty fortunate. Uh, I was able to get a bear that first week of bear season and then came home and, you know, hunting's limited with the, uh, the baby. Um, but I was able to get out and a good friend, Sam Ubel, who you guys have had on a number of times. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. you know Sam. Um, him and I, him and I filmed together quite a bit, and uh, he had a pretty nice spot where he had uh, shot his buck, that drop time buck. I don't know if you guys saw that video. Oh yeah. Um, he shot that, and then he was like, "Hey, we got some more good ones. Do you want to go?" And I was like, "Uh, yeah." <laughs> cool. Like he uh. He has that land down pretty well, and there's quite a few big bucks out there, and you know it. Uh, it worked out pretty sweet. The weekend prior, or it was a Friday prior, we had gone out and I actually shot a coyote, and that's going to be on the episode. So, I mean, I've never shot a coyote with my bow. No. So, I was pretty fired up about that, but the, you know the disappointing part was I didn't get a pass through on it. Really. And Greg, you and I go. You and I go back and forth on uh, oh, yeah. arrows and broadheads, all that stuff. Oh, yeah, you and I are always geeking yeah. out over that stuff, but that's what are you part of the fun. Dave, what are you shooting for, for arrows broadheads? Well, at that time, I had a, it was an Easton Access, um, about 520 grains, but I had a Rage on. Yeah, that's... And I've always had great success with Rage. Sure. And I shot that coyote, and the arrow didn't blow through it. And I was like sick to my stomach. How far? I, mean, I was like, I came home and like my wife's like, "What's wrong with you?" And I'm like, I just can't understand what happened. And you know, Sam has the footage and is able to pull it up on his big screen. And he's like, "I think that arrow deflected off a rib." Yeah. Like the blade forced the arrow down, and I was like, just sick, just because I was like, you know, sweetie, like what if that's a big buck? Like, and you know, you always play that what if game. And right. I was just, I mean, nothing went right. You know, the arrow didn't go through and it was only at 20 yards. My luminox blew off and I was just like, what is going on in my world right now? And so I completely redid everything. Uh, this summer I had tuned 
a number of arrows to some Magnus heads. And, you know, Greg and I go back and forth and talk about it. And for some reason that night, I didn't grab the Magnus because it was in my quiver. And then I was like, you know what? Forget it. I'm just shooting what I know is going to bust through everything. And then, uh, thankfully, we went out and got set up. And, you know, it was it happened so fast. We had sat there and, you know, Sam's filming everything. He's filming uh, raccoon that's behind us and we have wireless mics so he can't hear me but you can hear it in the audio you can hear while he's filming the raccoon I'm like <laughs> I'm like and I'm like fuck fuck and he can't hear me but in the footage you can hear it and then all of a sudden I just grab my bow because I thought he was on it and I grab the bow and I draw back and out of the corner of his eye he saw me draw back so he flipped around fast in the tree, and I don't know how he did it, but he managed to get the whole thing on camera. Wow. And the buck, uh, he was probably at 20 yards, uh, slightly quartering towards, and I put the pin directly on the shoulder, and I squeezed, and it zipped through that deer so fast it wasn't even funny. Yep. And I was just like, oh, oh. And like we're talking and we're like, all right, well, and we're both excited. I mean, we're just like, what just happened? What just happened? Like, this is crazy. So then we're sitting there and I'm like, all right, well, let's give it 15 minutes and then let's creep down and just check the arrow. And 15 minutes later, we went down and the arrow is just, just caked in blood. Beautiful. And I was like, oh, this is a, this is a good sign. And then there's blood immediately. So we're kind of like, well, what do we do? Last year, we kind of had a fiasco with trying to get permission to locate a deer, and then they didn't give it to us. And then once the deer started to stink, they said we could take it. So that was kind of a mess. But, you know, based off the shot, I mean, I knew I punched straight through that shoulder. Right. Like, there's no way... You know, sure enough, we go out and we get on blood and, you know, from the where the arrow was to where the deer died, I bet you it was maybe 40 yards. Mm-hmm. Wow. And it was, it was quite unbelievable. Yeah. And I, I, uh, I'm a believer in those Magnus heads. They're uh, not the biggest broadhead, but gosh, they, you they can really don't hold need those to be. things in. You can, yeah. The broadhead I was shooting, I actually shot all summer. And, you know, I got that Stay Sharp guide. Yep. And I just, my my wife laughs at me because my legs are missing a ton of hair (laughs) because I sharpen my broadheads and then I test them on my legs to make sure, you know, they shave hair. And if they don't easily shave all the hair on my legs, I won't shoot them. Sure. So, yeah, thankfully, you know the broadhead did its job, and those are hard know, to those are hard to get now. Those Magnus broadheads, yeah. they're they're like they're like gold. They're I think what Ranch Ferry had talked about them, and they're like my dad tried to order some. He got some from like he didn't get them. He ordered them from website, and it was like a spoof site, and so he had to figure that whole mess out. But he eventually did get them, I think. Yeah. Um, 
I tried to find some, and they're like, yeah, we can't. No one has inventory. Yeah, I, they're a great head, and they're not super sharp out of the package. So you go and you tune them to your broad, to your arrow setup and your bow, and you, you get everything rocking and rolling. You take them off. You sharpen them up with a stay-sharp jig and, and some sandpaper and work your way down to a finer grit. And then when you want to get real crazy, you uh, you take them to the strop, a nice slick piece of leather, and you just keep working it back and forth until you can – Either yeah, cut, cut paper like a razor blade or take body hair off. Hmm. Up to you. I got the, what is it, the cat QAD Exodus broadheads. Yeah. They were recommended as like the next best thing that I could get without spending, um, you know, fortune. Right. So, right. That's yeah, good to hear. Uh, Derek Melkor, mm-hmm. who you guys had on just recently, yep. that's what he shoots. Yep. And I mean, the deer didn't even know it was hit after he shot it. I mean, those things, those are incredibly sharp out of the package. They like, are dangerously i was sharp, scared to but, put them on my bow my know, wife's like am i going to take you to the hospital or are you going to be able to screw this under your <laughs> like I'm, I'm like i hope not like let's exactly. just be really careful here you know yeah but the, the beautiful thing <clears> about those magnet heads is like you said they're very affordable yeah. so i mean for 40 bucks you can get three of them and then <clears> if you just take the time and sharpen them i mean their warranty is pretty ridiculous and i don't have any affiliation with them so it's not a plug for them but it is because i mean if you damage the head you take a picture of it and they'll mail you a brand new one. They'll mail you a new one. Which yeah. not many companies are, you know, willing to stand by that. And I think that's pretty cool that a company will just, yep, no problem. Here you go. Here's a brand new one. Yeah. They do a great job with it. And their, their yeah. product yeah. definitely speaks for itself. Yeah. So, no, it's been a, it's been a heck of a year. It's been started off fast and it's continuing to roll and, Hopefully I get an encounter this weekend, but just to get out, uh, it's going to be pretty fun. Looking forward to it. Cool. That's awesome. We'll follow along a little bit, I'm sure, and we'll see it when you guys release it. I mean, I've been enjoying um, watching you guys on Amazon Prime. That's a pretty cool way to to consume the the Chase Nation content. Yep. My daughter loves watching hunting with me. So, uh, you know, Sam is he's good at that, and he's good at developing relationships with these different companies and kind of getting the name out there. And it's hard because there's a lot of people trying to do the same thing. Um, trying to make our content a little bit different, more of a, not just like, you know, those prime time buck videos where it's like 32 kills and two hours. It's more of a, more of a story and like a journey. So and that's Sam's vision and all the guys on the team really share that. And, you know, it's been, it's been fun and just putting together something that I think a lot of people can relate to because I mean, in a sense, we're all average dudes. None of us are big time famous hunters. We're just average people. I'm a school teacher and Matt Hossel works for the County and you know, everybody's just kind of an average Joe. Yeah. Same here, man. We're not, we're nothing special. That's for damn sure. Not at all. Especially Greg over here. I think you guys are special. <laughs> Short bus <We> gotta... special. <laughs> yeah, he licks the windows. It's like, come on, man. The snozberries taste like snozberries. You know? <laughs> no, thanks yeah. for sharing your yeah. story with us. That's really cool. And it's good to yeah. hear like uh, a product like that that you're not affiliated with that you can speak to that kind of volume for. That's what I wanted to get. I just couldn't get my hands on them in time. And uh, you know, this guy here and, and our buddy Anthony, who we were with last uh, Sunday with Deervin, they're yelling at me to get broadheads because you know I was a little late to the game there. Yeah, someone's got to push you along. <clears throat> yeah, 
Takes an army. Well, next thing stay you, on him, Greg. Yeah, well, <laughs> the next thing I'm pushing to do is get a, a, a camera arm so I can hand him my other handy cam and, hey, you can start filming your stuff. But Yeah, what? the camera arms, I, you know, again, I'm not affiliated with anybody, but that fourth arrow arm, it is a little bulkier and a little heavier. Mm-hmm. But the fact that you can really put it on any tree, yeah, um, even horizontal limbs. I actually I mean, bought the... Miniature version of it, um, the uh, Assassin's Reach. It's basically a miniature version of that with some t- tweaks that make it maybe a little quieter, and some may say better, some may not. But I like it. It's it's more compact. It fits in my backpack pretty well. Nothing hanging out. Yep. Yeah, and it's just nice. I mean, although it is a little heavier, um, depending on what camera you run. And Greg, you and I ran the same camera, and. Mm-hmm just having that kind of weight behind the arm yep. helped with that stability um, even like windy conditions mm-hmm. um, I had an older kind of like a makeshift camera arm that I built in the metal shop at the high school and you know with a strong wind that camera would start blowing but with a stiffer heavier arm you can really get that stable footage so you're not looking like you're a, sure. like a bumblebee floating around with the camera which yeah. can give people headaches I'm surprised at how well this little arm that I have does. I mean, it is made of smaller aluminum, T-Rex. and it's not T-Rex arms. Not like you <laughs> trying to climb a tree. That's another joke. <laughs> but it it does pretty well, and the base is very similar with the ball and socket, and then yeah, the way I mean, that's that's a genius. Yeah, genius. And it hold, holds the weight of that camera them. pretty well. Yeah, it is. It's a it's a great idea because you could you could mount it on a log on the ground and and move it around and change change your angle even. That's cool. It's pretty slick. Yep. Cool. Heck yeah! Well, thank you guys. I appreciate it. And I know we've been playing a kind of phone tag here, and I didn't think I was going to be able to get her to go down, but uh, tonight's a really good night. So I figured I would call in and oh, we appreciate chat with it. you guys for a bit. Yeah, fortunate. yeah, man. Yeah, enjoy some time to yourself, man. A four month old. Sleeping is a uh, valuable time, so certainly make sure you find yeah, something to go to enjoy yourself for a few minutes. <laughs> I'm going to make some dinner here and kick back and relax. Sounds cool. Good. Cool. Good talking with you, Dave. All right, guys. Thank you. Thanks, Have buddy. We'll talk to you. All right. Bye-bye. We do got another caller lined up here. Who we got? We got, uh, I believe it's Alex who tried to call in earlier and uh, got some steaks on the on the grill. Alex, you're live on the Word Hunt podcast. What's going on? Can you hear us okay? Yeah, I can hear you. There we go. We got you now. It broke up for like a half a second there. So did you enjoy your steaks? Oh, yeah. They're grilled, done, and ate. <laughs> That's awesome. So uh, how's your season going so far? All right, it just so happens that Alex has a great story for the shot of the week. Hey, everybody, quick break for the shot of the week. The shot of the week is a story that comes from you, our listeners. It's shared by you, our listeners, with us. We put it into the show. It just so happens that uh, one of our callers, Alex, had a great story that just so happened to be the shot of the week this week. So uh, the shot of the week is brought to you by Vector Custom Shop. Head over to VectorCustomShop.com. 
And you can use code WHERE, the number two, the word HUNT, for 10% off. And you can start off by buying a test pack of two arrows to make sure the flight pattern is going to be exactly what you need for your bow build. Um, these arrows are built to your specification, so things like draw length, draw weight, number of cams, uh, style of hunting from the ground, from the tree, and obviously the game that you're hunting are all factored into how they're going to build that arrow for you, the spine weight, uh, the ethics insert, outsert, systematic put on the front of this thing. It's all going to be done up for you just the way that it needs to be, and it'll be shipped and arrive at your doorstep. So head over to VectorCustomShop.com, give them a look, and let's get into our story. Uh, well, first of the year, I launched one over a doe at 20 yards, standing at the bottom of my tree with the first stick on the tree. Uh, and then my buddy got one, a doe on the second sit on some public land, and I haven't been back out yet. That's not bad. You had an opportunity to let one fly, man. That's pretty good. That's better than me. Yeah, Five times. I haven't I, even drawn back yet. I should have had, I, I, it should have been an easy shot. I, I didn't have my glasses on. I was as hot. It was like 80 to 85. Glasses were fogged up. I wear prescriptions. She, I was setting my first stick, was going to put the second one. I was amazed I even got the shot off. Bo was on the ground, hooked to my climbing rope. I had to pick it up while she was walking in. I didn't notice her until she was like 30 yards and still coming in. But I had good wind, and she'd seen me, but I was behind some brush, and I was still able to get my bow picked up, unhooked off the rope, dig my thumb release out of my pocket. I just did everything but make a good shot. Man, that's rough. Because then you're, it's hard to like you're like ah, you know, you just wonder when you get another opportunity, but oh, you will, you know. Oh yeah, and then I and then I lost my probably thirty thirty five dollar worth of arrow on top of it because I couldn't find it afterwards. So oh, oh yeah, it was a fun night, but it was good to get one drawn back. And what are you shooting? What what arrows? Uh, Victory vape PKOs. They're nice uh, arrows. Gri- I had gri- grizzly stick single stick, single bevels then but i changed to the i actually changed to the Ozcut hurricane because it was the only thing i could find in 150 grain nice and what's the so it's 150 grain what's the other what's the number yeah. i'm thinking of the spine yeah. yeah what spine are you running on I'm those sorry? your your arrow uh, spine. 300 spine 300 spine okay yeah yeah i'm only i'm only a 26 and a half inch draw okay so you're shooting i'm only shooting like 58 pounds Okay. So I've got the shooting the 300 spine with the 110 grain ethics insert and sleeve, and then the 150. So it's about I think I think it's like 17 to 18 percent FOC with the lighted knock, and it was around 20 with the standard stock knock. With that lighted knock, you could tell that you went right over the back, huh? Oh freaking lightning bug lasering across the sky i mean everything was perfect it was just like six inches high she ducked it really hard i was surprised uh the grizzly stick with the vents on it was is really loud uh i don't know if you shot them but they have a definite whistle to them most vented heads do i mean even when i was shooting a three blade uh the g5 the montec and and I don't know. I shot one other one too, um, but they had a little bit of a hiss to them. You know, when that arrow's spinning, there's just you know that that hole is like a whistle. Um, 
Yeah, it, yeah. There isn't much you can do about I it. To the hur- <clears throat> yeah, yeah, that's what hurricane. I don't know if you've seen them. They're I think out of Austria or Australia or somewhere. Okay. But they have an American base. They have an American base uh, company. Somebody's selling them now, and they're available on Amazon. Um, but it's the only thing I could find to get like right away. And they're a really nice arrow. They come sharp. The only thing with the hurricanes is they're, they got a weird uh, edge on it. It's like a, it's got kind of a curve to it. So it's kind of hard to sharpen on the edge, but they come, they come ready to fly out of the box for the most part. Sure. And, and they fly really good. I mean, they fly great and they're really quiet compared to the, the vented single blade. Yep. Yeah, but yeah, we're hoping to get out this weekend. I don't know what you guys are getting for weather-wise, but we have. You're, where are you located again? You're drop. in Wisconsin, right? I'm in South Central Kansas. Oh, oh wow! Why do I think you're in Wisconsin? That's funny. Yeah. Yeah, we're gonna be. Yeah, ex- we're going from. Go ahead. We're going from uh, we're going from 84 degrees Thursday to 64 on Thursday, and then it's supposed. To... Oh, dropped off for a second. Are you still the still there? them cold fronts especially if you haven't had one in a while like we've had a couple roll through Dude, what? It, it definitely I'm sorry, uh, my, i had john a earpiece and it just died oh that's why yeah it got wonky for a second there but we picked up most of what you had said no i was I'm just sorry, saying yeah it was just saying if, if, what if was you the had, last thing you got yeah um you said you were trying to get out for that cold front and i was just saying you got to get out on them first cold fronts because it sounds like you haven't really had one down there. If you're going from no, 80s we, down to <laughs> 60s and then in the 40s, we, that'll be good. Yeah, we actually had a really good one the first weekend of October, and I had plans to get out, and I, I had some things come up with the family that just kept me from getting out. And I, I actually was planning for that weekend because I had history with some bucks on my food plot on that exact date, and the moons was perfect. And I haven't even pulled cameras yet, and I'm scared to go pull them because I'm afraid I'm going to see all those bucks there. <laughs> <laughs> it's the way it goes, man. It's but, part of part oh, of the yeah, fun. It's a chess yeah, match. I told her I was going out Friday and Saturday, and she made plans for me on Sunday before I could tell her I was going out this weekend. But that's all right. There's a cold front, and I I roll. I was going to say I roll over all my vacation time at work on Monday, and I can use it for Friday. Nice on forward, so I might burn a day here in this first week of getting it for trying to hit this cold front on my private piece. I got hopefully maybe put a buck down in October for the first time ever. It would actually only be my third buck with a bow in six years of hunting. Hey man, good for you, man. That's awesome. You keep after it. That's all you can do. That's more than me. <laughs> and, and you, you're doing the right thing by prioritizing. You got family stuff that needs to be done. You do it because it's just going to help you. Hopefully get that time in the woods. 
I hope so. I hope so. I need to get a little better at it in the off season. My only problem. <laughs> yeah, we all do. I mean, there's always something going on. For me, I'm. I didn't fish a whole lot this summer, but typically I would. I'd be mm-hmm. out on that big lake chasing salmon. Well, depending on how your season goes, yeah. sometimes people want a break. Like if you have a rough season, you're like, I'm done for a minute. Like I can, I can stop until the next season rolls around. You're like, okay, yeah, you know. So oh, yeah, it really I depends totally on how your season it. goes too. I, yeah, the season's been rough. The deer I got last year wasn't really a deer I wanted. I I shot it on the ground at ten yards, and I watched it for an hour from the tree before I even shot it. Sure. Uh, um, it it got caught in the fence crossing a creek on the neighbor's property the night before, and mm. the the property owner let it out of the fence, mm. and it hung around the house all night. And I don't know if you guys want to hear the story. It's not very long, but <laughs> no. Yeah, go ahead. Let's hear. Um, That's kind of interesting. Around, they hung around the house all night. The owner called me at work because I was leaving work. It was hunting season. It was early. It was November. We don't set rifle season until Thanksgiving here after thanksgiving here and he called me and said this buck was in the fence they let it out and it didn't run off it just hung out around the house followed them up to the house after they let it out um and i i couldn't get out there that night but i was going hunting the next morning and i told him well if i see it i'll i'll make a decision well i called the game warden in the process just to you know let him know what was going on because i didn't really want to waste a buck tag on a deer that maybe has something wrong with it and because we only get one buck here um so i called him he told me he would write me a salvage tag for it so i was like okay cool so and when i get there it's morning i get there about 5 30 sunrise first light here is like 6 30 6 45 that morning and uh as i'm getting dressed with the truck um i see this deer i hear something hit the metal of one of the buildings there around the house and i look up and this buck's walking right against one of the garages walking around walking around the building i'm like oh okay well i guess i'm gonna shoot this deer and then go hunting because it's like 45 degrees that morning i'll just shoot him and then go go hunt um so i get my stuff ready and i grab my bow and i go walking towards him and he he just kind of looks at me and just just keeps walking walking away from me i'm like okay you're not gonna make this easy and I chase him around the yard. He's running or walking. He doesn't ever run. He just keeps walking. And every time I speed up, he speeds up. I'm like, well, okay, he knows what's going on here. He's not completely out of it. Something's wrong with him. Maybe he got his ass kicked. Who knows? Um, I just let him be. And he goes walking to uh, a food plot I have and a feeder. And I just let him eat and go set up in the tree. And he's like 100 yards from me, and I'm back in the woods. This food plot's like 200 yards from the back of the house. And that's probably, I'm 100, 150 yards back into the woods away from him. I'm only hunting on 80 acres. And uh, he, uh, I don't see any deer all morning. And I hunt till about 11 o'clock, and I t- 10.30 9, 10.30, 9.45, somewhere in that time. I can't remember exactly. And here comes this deer. He made it across the creek. He's coming waltzing into the woods, just walking through the woods. But he's like, he's hanging his head on the limbs in the tree. I've hmm. never seen a deer this. He would just stand there and he'd just sway 
his body was swaying. He, he, something was wrong. I watched him for an hour doing this. He would lean his head against a tree <clears throat> and like fall asleep standing up. It was the weirdest thing. Yeah, I'm he like, wasn't well, I just played it. I, I'm texting with the game warden as I'm watching him, telling him what's going on. And he's saying, well, maybe he got hit by a car or something, you know, got hit in the head and or got in a fight and got his head messed up. Who knows? And I'm watching. Well, I got a live decoy there. That's what the game warden tells me. So I hunt for another hour. I don't see anything. And I just decide I'm going to get down and I'm going to shoot him. And every time I start walking towards him, he starts moving. So I got to pretty much play cat and mouse with this deer between the weeds and the brush and everything. And it's pretty thick where I'm at. And I'm only 25, 30 yards from him. But, of course, as I get down from my tree, here comes all the does I've been waiting for to move through <laughs> all morning. They come through and start blowing at me immediately. They're blowing and stomping. And this buck just looks at him. Just looks at him, looks at me, looks at them, and doesn't move. Just stands there. And I'm 15, 20 yards from him. And he knows I'm there, but he just stands there. The does finally wander off. I finally get close enough, and I get a hole to shoot him through the brush. And I punch him with the arrow, and it goes through to his shoulder. Takes one step, just falls over, and lets out a big old groan and dies right there. Doesn't even take another step farther. As he falls, I'm standing there. I'm knelt down on the ground. Here comes about a 140-inch eight-point. Following where those does just came through. Where if I had just stayed in the tree another hour, I probably would have had less than a 30-yard shot on him. <laughs> what do you do? You did the right thing, though, by putting that deer out of his yeah. misery. He yeah. wasn't well. And, you know, and I, you know, I maybe I could have got another shot on that deer from the ground. But, you know, it was a fun morning, you know. But, yeah, you don't see something like that, yeah. you know, often. That's an interesting story. That's not mm-hmm. one I've ever heard before. Yeah. You know? I had the deer sent off to K-State. I had deer sent off to K State just to have it tested. Yeah. And it came back came back negative for everything. Okay, so no uh, CWD. It had, big, it had a big pus pocket coming from its antler when I when I got up to it. It had a big old nasty blob. Uh his his antler plate was cracked. Oh. Um and uh when I pulled the camera card a few a week or so later there was a big pinpoint running around like the night before with him that I think, and this was, this was like late November here. So it was the end of, it was getting just after peak rut time here, getting towards into the second rut. But I think I shot him on December 7th. Okay. And, and so it was getting into the second rut here and there was three bucks running around that night. It was him, a little bit smaller buck and uh, a big 10 point and that 10 point i seen chasing him off i just had pictures so and then i had him just looking like he got his ass whipped afterwards so i i'm wondering if maybe that 10 point didn't just rock his world or hit him when he was fighting with another buck because he had puncture wounds all on his side that looked like anchor yeah. wounds He's, like punctures he sustained and, some in, uh, injury for sure yeah, yeah. So it was it was an interesting. That was the only deer I got last year. Shot two does that the coyotes beat me to before I could find them. Oh man, and that was how my season went. <laughs> Jeez, that interesting season. Super weird. Yeah, yeah. 
So, but you know, that's bow hunting, right? Right. You keep plugging away and you just get better at it. I feel like I'm getting, I keep getting more opportunities, but I don't, I haven't let many arrows fly yet. So it's building up that confidence, man. That's what I'm doing. You know, I'm just trying to get more opportunities and I'm happy to have them. That's kind of where I'm at. I'm, I'm really satisfied with that as a hunter at the moment, but boy, oh boy, am I eager to let one fly. Yep. Well, dude, thanks right, for guys, thanks for calling in. Yeah, All thanks. Right. You guys get thanks. Good. Have a good night. Good luck. Keep Thank you. Good. You too. Right back at you. Thanks, guys. Well, anybody else calling in? I uh, got no other callers in the queue at the moment, so it's just us. It's just us and, and Levi. And awkward silence. Levi Carey says, "The boys, he's scouting." The boys. That's us, dear guy. How's uh, Wyoming? I'm sad we're not going to go there now. Really we'll go there that. a day. It, you got to apply and get the points and keep going after it. If yeah, nothing yeah. else, we, we look at doing something that maybe doesn't require as much. Maybe we go deer hunt out there. I'd be happy. That's right. We did say that. I'd really be happy to go hunt. You know, there's a ton of whitetail up in the... Yeah, people don't like know, them out there, right, or something? No, they don't. They don't like them. But a tag, I think a tag out there is kind of pricey because you get a deer tag. Mm-hmm. So you get a chance at a whitetail or a mule deer. Interesting. Yeah. Are mule deer good to eat? I've heard good things about elk. I've heard, I like whitetail, but I've I've heard, heard mixed reviews about deer. mule deer. Some guys say they taste too sagey and whitetails taste better. I've I had mean, elk. I think it I've depends. I've never had a mule deer. Yeah. Uh, Levi, do you want to weigh in on this? Do you want to call? We're winding down here anyways. Uh, we're bringing this plane in for a landing. Like five to eight. Craig finished his scotch. I feel bad that you just drink the scotch. I don't even know if you're a scotch guy or if you like scotch. That's just what we have. Yeah, I drink scotch. You like scotch? Scotch, whiskey, okay. bourbon. Uh-huh. Okay. All right, all of oh, that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Levi said he loves mule deer. It's all about the processing. Yep, I would agree because I've even eaten my share of bad whitetail Um wasn't processed correctly or in a timely fashion. Mm. It can all taste like crap no, if it's yeah, not processed properly. It's true. Properly. It's true. Yeah, care in the field is where it starts. So Karen. Just kidding. Karen. Don't be a Karen in the field. Don't be a Karen in the field. <laughs> care in the field. <laughs> I don't know. I'm making shit up. Yeah, you are. Well, I'd call, but I'm eating dinner with the family. Good for you. Then get the hell off the phone. Guy. What the heck are you doing? We'll have dinner uh, with the family. Michael Crushmer says moose, elk, whitetail, meal, in that order. Ooh, moose. Moose. Damn it. Well, I don't have any intention of hunting one of those anytime soon, that's for sure, but. We should have Mr. Crutchmer on. He's got a few stories to tell. You hear that, Mike? We'll have you on. You let us know. You've you've even reached out to me and said, hey, you, I'd be happy to come on. We're booked till November's kind of spotty. Uh but October's full. And November's got a couple openings. We're keeping one open intentionally. Yep. And then December will be wide open. So uh, hit us December, up. December, yeah. And Mike might be, uh, I'll be done duck hunting by then and he'll be moving on to ice fishing. Yeah. We'll take off for the holidays. We won't, we won't, you won't hear from us on Christmas and New Year's. The whole stretch will just be done for a Either little way. bit. Either way. We'll be happy right to talk there. to him. Absolutely. Cool. All right, well, hey, everybody, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for the call. Wait, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. We do have another call. Who do we, we, who we got? Who we got there? Oh, well, we're going to take this call for sure. Mitch. Mitch Baker, is that you? 
What's happening, fellas? You're live Holy on the show. Holy mackerel. It's been a hot minute. It's a blast from the past. How are you? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we were just about to hang up, and then we saw you here, so we're like... It does seem like forever ago. I know. It was about a year ago, actually. Well, for you, but I stopped up and saw him in spring. Oh, well, so. yeah. A year since he was here. But yeah. Yeah, it's been about a year. How are you, you doing, my friend? Change the table position. Yeah. Oh, doing well. Just busy. Yeah? Just busy, man. Your little... Your little yeah. tight keeping you busy, and Liz has got you doing uh, all sorts yeah. of fun stuff. Yeah, I have uh, about one thousand projects going on right now, <laughs> and, and full time, full time daddy daycare. So awesome. It's, uh, it's been a little tight, a little tough getting out hunting, but I did get my week in Colorado, so yeah, so that was nice. Yeah, I got to see some pictures of that on the gram. It looked like you uh, you had a great time. You didn't. You didn't get to shoot one, but you saw some hellacious country. Oh yeah, no, I got educated for sure. Was it a then go out, gen- learn learn more, and figure out what to do next time? Sure. Was it a general unit you went to, or was it a draw? Yeah, it was general. Okay. It's kind of like last minute. Okay. Last Which- minute, decided to go pick a spot on the map and. Went and figured it out. And we might have in. some questions for you about that. That was Colorado, right? Yeah. 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 Okay, we're gonna talk to you. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna talk to you another another time. Don't worry, we'll we'll get you some bourbon. Or well, something. Or something. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm happy to help anytime. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely was thinking about you guys when I was out there. I'm like, oh yeah, you guys are planning on going somewhere. Yeah, we're not, we're not, could come in handy for you guys. Yeah, we have no clue, but we would love to talk to you. And we got a couple other guys General Archery, Colorado, 2021, Mm -hmm. September ish, right? That's all we know for now. Ish or October might be October. I don't know, but yeah. 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 I, yeah, I just kind of picked a spot and looked at terrain and just, you know, went in there and bumped into some elk. So it didn't, work out as far as bringing meat home but it very easily could have had i played my cards right and hindsight's 2020 20, you know it's so hard yeah, to make those sure. those judgment calls like, in a moment like that. i would have known that yeah. <laughs> yeah. if only had a time machine <laughs> but yeah but i'll know it next time and take that into account so absolutely did so, you just go solo what it's all about Okay, there I is. can hear you again. There he is. Who knows? Did you go by yourself? Yeah. You did? Yeah, I went went by myself. I had a buddy that was uh, hunting four or five miles away. Okay. So we could have hooked up. We were kind of just kind of split up, and and we're doing our own thing. But if one guy was into elk, we would have definitely shared that information. So. Right, right. And helped so. each other pack out and all that other fun stuff. Yep, yep. And, you know, I met few people, few sets of guys that were like, hey, if you need anything, if you get one, let, let us know and we'll come help. We're excited to, you know, see how it goes because, you know, a bunch of guys that were just new. Sure. First timers. So. Well, that's awesome. That's cool. So. Well, that'll be us next year. Met some good people and we'll, uh, yeah, we can definitely. Have, haven't been whitetail hunting yet, though, which is a super rarity. 
Well, when are you getting out? Do you have any plans? Um, as soon as I can. <laughs> I, I did. Uh, I, I did drive over to my neighbors yesterday to cut a tree for him, and I chased a bunch of deer off his fields when I was driving in at like perfect time that I should be sitting on the edge of a field. Sure. There's a pretty decent, pretty decent eight point buck standing right out in the middle of the field in broad daylight. You know, close to the road. So I'm like, well, oh, that's there's out there. Yeah, it tells He's you that there's the itch. <laughs> yeah, and it tells you that that property's not getting any pressure either if they're out there wandering around. Yeah, but deer were hitting the fields early last night down here with that cold front that rolled in, and now mm-hmm. it's supposed to drop even more. So I got to believe we're going to start seeing more movement food-based real soon here. Yeah, it looks like it should be a good time. I mean, I was seeing – I had, I was looking at scrapes on the ground two weeks ago. Yeah. Least, which is – a little early but but that was just me walking i you know i have been hunting i carry my bow with me with my daughter in my pack on our trails and i like, <laughs> you know maybe something <laughs> just stop and stand there i and i've practiced with her on my back many times we do it often so sure yeah, you never know you don't the extent of my Money. It'll be the time you don't bring it that it'll happen. Like, yeah. Damn it. You know, and so then you, you're going to have to do it every time because you just don't want to have that lingering in your mind that if something presents itself. But the drag out with your yep. daughter on your back should be interesting. <laughs> yeah. I'd, I'd be able to figure it out, but <laughs> she'd help. She'd want to help. Absolutely. You're a pretty fit guy. But... Well, cool, man. Thanks. Thanks for yeah, calling in. It's, it's good to hear. It's good to hear from you. Yeah. Most of the time I'm like in the middle of uh, bedtime, and then I was just about to start doing some work. I'm like, oh yeah, you guys Those are still goofballs on. are alive. We're still yeah, they still <laughs> let us come on the air. <laughs> yeah. We we well, weeded out all our prank callers, so we're we're uh, you know we don't mind keeping the phone lines open. <laughs> it's cool. Well, cool. Thanks so much, man. We'll uh, we'll be in touch. Believe me. Absolutely. We'll get together, have some yeah, have some beverages and food or something. I'm paying attention. I'm not I'm not uh, super lively on the gram or the Facebook on commenting on stuff, but that's okay. I'm, uh, definitely, you're consuming. Definitely following. Cool. Awesome. I don't have time to type anymore. No, it's all <laughs> no. good. We hear you. Oh. Yeah, we'll be in touch. All right, man. Good luck, you guys. Thanks. Thank you. There. You too. Opportunities. Yes. Take care. Yeah, later. Well, with that, uh, I'd that, say... That's a wrap. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We're going to end the show with the live feed now, but uh, have a great night. Thanks for tuning in. All right, the tip of the week. Here we are. We've made it. Uh, I think Anthony is busy doing some of his own stuff i haven't heard from him yet uh for the evening but we did see him on sunday uh and he really enjoys doing these tips of the week so uh you know he'll come back on here at some point when he's less busy and we'll be happy to have him doing it because he is so much better at this than i am uh my tip of the week as i was hunting on sunday with greg 
I was literally wearing the Never Pass shirt from the OKest Hunter, and, and this isn't necessarily a plug, but it was a reminder to myself that I should shoot what makes me happy. And, you know, I haven't, I haven't shot very many deer with my bow. In fact, it's a deer. I shot, I've shot one deer with my bow since I've been hunting with it. I've shot at deer with my bow since I've been hunting with it. I've had opportunities at deer with my bow since I've been hunting with it, but I've literally only killed one deer. So um, for me, I just really want to get that experience. And, and granted, you know, Greg and I are chasing, you know, much larger, more mature whitetails. And I'm very enthusiastic about that and can't wait. However, I also just want to let one fly. So my tip of the week is to not give a shit about what you think other people will think. You know, if something really gets you going and you're jacked up about it and or you really truly uh, want and or need to fill your freezer, shoot what makes you happy. You know, I was going to potentially take a shot at a five-pointer on Sunday and I was super jacked about it. I mean, you could you could have talked to Greg about it. He was right there with me and I was like, I think I'm going to do it, man. If he, if he comes this way, I'm going to do it. And that's exciting for me. Um you know, but I'd obviously just as gladly shoot a 12 pointer or whatever. I, I really want to shoot a doe so then I can maybe have a, a shot at something bigger. But, you know, I'm in no rush to climb that ladder. I have my whole life to hunt. So my tip of the week is to not be concerned with what others may think or what you think they might think and just do whatever is good for you and whatever you need and, and focus on wherever you're at in your journey. Um, and if that means shooting something bigger, cause that's where you are, then that's good too. I just wanted to put that out there. That's the tip of the week, obviously. And when it comes to me, it's a little more philosophical, uh, in nature, but that's, uh, that's what I got. So never pass on a, an opportunity, a memory to, you know, uh, shoot something that, that makes you happy, uh, or fills your freezer or whatever it is you're after. And that, that, that is different for everybody. We're all different journeys in our whitetail pursuit. So that's the tip of the week. Switching gears to just kind of wrap up, um, you know, we're we're excited for the season. We're hunting hard. You know, we're covering some rough terrain. I'm out uh, at least once per week, and then maybe again on the weekend if time permits, and I can you know uh, make sure I'm getting enough family time and stuff like that. So. Uh, keep following along with us. We like posting about it. We like sharing our stories. And, and if you have them too, please share them with us. Uh, we got a couple of folks that have shared stories over the last few months. And that's been really nice to get stories from other people. This is your show. It's your podcast. Like, please call the number on the screen. When you see us live, you can call in and share those stories with us on the podcast as we record or broadcast. You can send them in if you want to self-record on your phone or whatever you might have. That could be great too. So just want to put that out there. Thanks for the reviews that came through. I did see a number of them pop through. Uh, over the last week and all positive surprisingly considering we're the OKS podcast so uh, we definitely don't set the bar very high but we we try really hard and we work really hard at this stuff so we appreciate it a whole bunch and we want to help people where we can um, bring on good guests good quality content and you know really kind of educate everybody we're here to learn just as much as everybody else so uh, it's fun to apply the knowledge in the field and see what difference that can make for us as we try to move the needle there so that's all I got for everybody. I hope everyone has a great week and uh, we got a cold front moving in uh, here at least in Wisconsin and some of the Midwestern states. So good luck, everybody. Hopefully uh, everyone has a great week and a great weekend. We'll talk to you next week.